0: I just want to talk about hosting Jesus and everything that comes with him. <laughs> hosting Jesus and everything that comes with him. <laughs> That's a loaded question right there, man. What does that even look like? I started to ask myself questions. question. What, did, what does that look like? Because if even tonight, my God, if you really... Like, Friday was powerful. Come on, tonight's powerful. God's doing amazing things. So we're in this flow, like, and I get, I get like this, God, don't stop. Like, I just don't want the Lord to stop. Like, I want more. And so this is why I encourage all of us to just, how do we host him? You make room for him. And every time we make room for him, we begin to expand. And really he wants, it was interesting because I'm thinking about Administrating like God when He shows up. Is that even possible? No, that's why we're called ministers. That's why angels are called ministers. I kind of it clicked today. Right? So we live from this place where we're trying to, right? The general meaning of, of a minister is one who acts upon another's authority. So when heaven shows up, when God begins to move into the room and he begins this constant appearing, right? Because he wants to come and he wants to keep coming. This is my prayer. God, don't stop coming. Just stronger. Lord, we want more. Lord, we want more people to be touched, right? So eventually we break out. And we overflow. And there's multiplication. Come on. This has got everything to do with the kingdom. Because God begins to increase. But here's the the danger. (laughs) Because I want to, in my heart of hearts, really, I want to protect. I want to steward. I want to allow the Lord to do what he needs to do. And even the other night, Friday night when we were here, I'm like, I kind of choked on the microphone a little. Because I was like, I wasn't sure if I want to let people rip and roll, you know, because of what was happening. Because I'm, I'm so, and then that, I don't want to control. Come on, somebody. It is this stewardship of the mystery of God. I, I just feel like, here's the deal. Fundamental principle of, of stewardship is this. He, God owns everything. And we're administrators on his behalf. God, <laughs> this is why, be very careful, right, not to label something. Like when God begins to move in New England, I don't need to title it anything. You don't need to title it anything. We don't need, you know. But when, as he begins to increase, because he's already moving. He's al- it's already happening. God's already busting out. Like, just look around you. Right now. Seriously. Because God is moving through people right in this room right now. And the increase of His kingdom is upon you right now. And so I'm just exhorting us tonight to just stay in this place. I, the, this thing exploded in me the other night. Psalm 37 verse 4. It says this, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. If I delight myself in Him and He's my one desire and I delight only Him, what's the desire of my heart? Him. Wow. I was just like, God, all I want is you. And then what do I get? I get the desire of my heart, I get you. This is really good news. Because when I just desire more of him, the desire to have more of him is just overwhelming. Like he really wants to come in and, de- and just wreck us to this reality that he's the delight of all nations. Like the delight of who He is wants to come upon us so that all we want is Him and all we get is Him. And so how do you even steward that? (laughs) A bunch of people totally wasted on Jesus. In a good way. Like something God's really transforming, God's really bringing reformation, like something substantial not... Not like with prophesied, right? Not confer- conference junkies, but people who desire the true move of heaven in the earth. And this is why I know, I know that I know that He is, He's gonna just get ready, because He is gonna nail us with this inner, inner groan and this inner hunger. And this inner thirst that, Jesus, I can't get enough of you. Because this is really how you want to live. You want to live out of this place, right? Make the utmost delight. Make God the utmost delight and and pleasure. And he'll provide you with what you desire most. I used to think, I used to think this, that if I delight myself in Him, I get everything I want. And He said to me the other night, it's true. You're going to get everything you want. The question is, what do you want? If you really, really delight, if you really, really desire is the word. And I need to just begin to study more Greek and Hebrew because, honestly, the words I just want to just dive and chew and eat and just devour. Because the reality is that that the desire, the seed of desire is the key to all things, right? So when we steward a move of God, when we steward God showing up, we don't step out of line in what God's doing. Ready? 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 Because here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a tendency to want to prophesy everything God's saying. Oh, I'm serious. And not that we're not supposed to prophesy. But here's the deal. What I feel like is God's going to begin to explode and implode and do major, 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 like interior work. Like totally rebuild you on the inside out. I know. Come on. We all look pretty good on the outside. But when God comes in and He begins to do it, when He begins to be the desire of all things, when He he begins to be your one and only, the one thing that you desire, the one person, the one... That you only desire that. Then what do you look like on the inside? Wow. Come on, you can just breathe them in right now. Because if that's just... Because when you desire Him, yeah, you could just all of a sudden smell. Come on, I've been driving on highways and it's middle of the night and there's no bread trucks around and I get whiffs of fresh bread. And so the Lord wants to just come in ways that we've just really, really, really not expected. And I know He's trying to bring forth a true Son. true daughter. So as I'm looking into this word desire again, Isaiah 58, 14 keeps popping up, which overlaps into Deuteronomy 32 again, which I spoke on last week. So here it is again. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. It all goes back to what are we inheriting? Abraham saw what? When he left. He didn't know where he was going, but he saw one thing. He saw a city whose builder and maker was God. And I I feel like today, this moment, in this hour, God's raising up people with vision to go after a city whose builder and maker is God. God is going to Be the architect of what is about to arrive on the earth. How many know that? I don't know. My Bible does say that he's going to release a new heaven and a new earth. And when the kingdom of heaven comes, everything begins to shift, move, and shake. But the only thing that remains is that which is kingdom, that which is Jesus, that which is life. So going back to Deuteronomy 32, as an eagle stirs up, and there's this whirling again. As an eagle stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone led them. And there was no foreign gods with him, and he made them ride, ready again, to the heights of the earth. That he might eat the produce of the field, and he might draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock, curds, cattle, all that. Listen, the Lord, the Lord Jesus, not angels, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God, our awesome Father, is gonna bring us up to heights. The Lord Himself has spoken. I'm taking that prophetic word for myself. You should take it too. The mouth of the Lord, the breath of God has spoken it. So that means we ride above and over. And so when God begins to show up, ready? And there's all these things that's forming. There's a desirable treasure, right? Like Proverbs said. And oil in the dwelling of the wise. The dwelling of the wise is oil. <laughs> Let me just talk about this for a moment. This, this, this almost looks like our Facebook run this morning. No, really, because what's happening, right, you host a meeting. This is just, really, it's practical right now. We're hosting something, telling people, you better sign up soon. You better, you better lock in. And then people are like, what? They're all gone already. That means, come on, it, this is just like the same. The wise virgins and the foolish virgins, They did what? Matthew 25. You remember the story. What was, what was given? There was what? There was always oil. It was ready. And God has oil for every one of us. And there's always oil and it'll never stop. It'll never, never, never. He's the eternal one. It'll never stop. The wind of God, the presence of God, the oil of God, it'll never stop. But here's what happens. All of a sudden, the day comes. And I'm saying this. It's David Hogan. It's a man. But people are like in a bit of a panic because they're they're not getting what they want. Already they're all gone? No, it's really, really practical and really for today. This is how we don't want to be. So what happens is we begin to sit and wait, sit and wait, sit and wait procrastination is the enemy of the next move if we just wait if you continue to sit if you continue to it's gonna come someday by and by right there's oil in the dwelling of a wise but a foolish man a foolish man or woman will squander it so what are you doing with what you have right now I'm I'm asking real questions for myself I'm like God you're doing so amazing, some crazy awesome, amazing things all around. Like I'm ready to go. Like I want to be in it every day. Like I don't want it to stop. Like I want every time we come in here it to be like the cloud. And every place we go visit, And every what every place the the fire just begins to Why? Because we're carrying it, ready, like family and corporately, ready? So that as we enter into a place, come on, God already knows his people. He's just showing up to be with us. He's just coming in. He's like, there's my folks. There's the ones I love. There's the ones I can't bear to be away from. And they beckon me to come. They desire that I come. They're looking for me to come. Their hearts poured out so that when I'm ready to walk into the room, I get to show up and do whatever I want. Because there's nothing that's going to hinder what he's about to do if we have that posture. Lord, let it be our desire. Let it be our eye gaze. Let it be our focus. So we don't want to be like the foolish virgins who said, wait. They were right there. They could have bought the oil too, but they said, no, I'll get it later. No, every time we have opportunity to enter into the cloud, enter into the presence, Jesus shows up. If you need healing and you don't come forward, it's your own fault. I, I don't care if it's Sunday night, Wednesday, wherever. Are you contending? And I'm not talking about being on, you know, steroids after stuff. Come on. I'm talking about God's people desiring in such a way that we can't be kept out. Right? Remember the men that brought the guy on the stretcher that they couldn't get in because the people thronged in the room. And, and, and they had said there was no room in the house. I'm saying this on Facebook Live, don't come to North Point because when I when we say it's full, it's full. Like fire codes, no more, can't have any more people. 220, ha <laughs> 220 power, boom. But when I say that, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. They came and they brought them in they ripped the roof off. So they won't be, you can't contain Jesus If you desire, there's nothing holding him back from you. If he just come, if you just go after him through the top. If you're blocked from the door, come on. If it was me, I would have just pushed my way in the door. Me and Joe just would have went through the door. (laughs) We would have got the guy in. We make room. But I just want to go to this verse because I few verses in Colossians because I just want to talk about this. There's this ability to steward what God's about to do what he's already doing. I can't keep talking about it in something that's about to happen. We already know he's like when he comes in I just want to be ready. So Colossians chapter 1 Verse twenty-four. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and will fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, for the sake of His body and, his, and his, which is the church, of which I became a minister, according to the stewardship of from God, which was given to given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages, from generations, but now is being revealed to the saints. Say now. is being revealed to the saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What is this mystery? I'm glad you asked. It's Christ in you. The hope of glory. And then he says this, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to the working which works in me mightily. There's a working of God that works inside of you. But Jesus Christ is the message so what is it so that we can have fanfare and people come and woo and ah about what God's doing in the moment? Because, right, we can have events and all kinds of people will show up. But I believe that the Lord's right. He wants to steward, He wants us to be stewards with what He's about to do. That doesn't mean that a lo- that the masses don't show. But it does mean this, that the glory of the Father is more precious to us than any other thing. That the message of Christ... And Him crucified is the main deal. And that the glory that's inside of the saints is going to come and it's there to mature, bring perfection, totally revolutionize your life so that you walk in freedom, fullness, and fire. Why do we preach the gospel? To awaken hearts. He wants us to live in this place where we desire Him only. And we preach Him only. We preach and awaken hearts so that what? Everything, that truth, that they have full understanding of the truth. That you have full understanding of the truth. That I have full understanding of the truth. And the only way that's going to happen is if God shows up. He can't do that in our hearts if, we, if we're not in a place, postured, ready, desiring only one thing, Him. Because if our eyes are focused on Him, we can be taught about the gifts and it will revolutionize everything in our lives. It won't be about moving in a gift because the character and the, and the power of God has just totally come in and brought an increase in your life in such a way. That there's just going to be a detonation of the power of God. So by in- inspiration and passion, as we minister and we labor, come on. There's sometimes some labor. Want <laughs> to talk to me about labor? know what it takes to build something. And I know this is not by any human effort but there's got to be some place where we value so much what God's about to do and what He's doing in our midst. Right? we got to value what He's doing in our midst so that we, we know that God's building something in the earth. And it's not just something afar off. He wants to build it now. And if He wants to Come on, he wants to do it so that when people come in and out, that there's something that takes place inside people's lives, that you're not tired. You're strengthened with might in your inner man. I tell you, I can't understand the Lord. (laughs) Because I felt like a potato on the ground over there a few minutes ago, but now I feel really good. My point being some nights I come in here I got the energy of God and sometimes I come in here and I just want to I just want to cry before the Lord. You know, sometimes I just want to like energized. And then sometimes I'm like God, I don't want to say a thing. And so with all of us, yeah, we have to be ready. We have to be ready for what he's about to speak and we have to receive what he's going to say. And we also have to not be fearful when it doesn't look like what we think. I promise you, the stronger God becomes comes into the into these meetings and into the room, all of a sudden crazy things will happen. And some of it won't be the Lord and some of it will be, but we have to just be able to decipher that very thing. Come on, we're close. I'm telling you, we're real close. I say this because I know that I know that I know that I have promises, that we have promises, that we have promises that the Lord's going to release something outstanding in the region. And I'm not backing off. You shouldn't either. You will not. You can't. I think this is it. Ready? I know the Lord's going to help me. I know he's going to help you to, to just go after it with tireless intensity. Is that okay? Like the intensity that's going to be inside of you, it just won't. You can't. You're like, you won't stop. You're like a generator. That's just shocking. I'm telling you, i don't know what Charlie did to me but I jolt every now and then I still do I don't know what's going on I'm like one of those weird charismatics every now and then I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened I never did that before until two weeks ago something's happening yeah yeah that's it it's like Martin was with me on the ground and Callie it was a mess it was a mess it was a good mess it was a beautiful mess God wants to present every believer with first a revelation of the perfect one, Jesus Christ. Because he's trying to pre- pre- protect, uh, perfect something inside of us and protect. But he's trying to perfect something inside of you. that so we look like what? Pure, spotless bride. to look just like him. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> We're created to walk in the fullness of Christ. That's something. That is something ridiculous that we have yet to understand. And so when he comes to a people and begins to manifest himself in that way and begins to move in that way then what are we going to do? There's a divine mystery, a a surprise, a secret that's been hidden from all ages and it's been revealed right now. Actually, it was back in Paul's time, but still now. Which is Jesus Christ in you, bringing this crazy perfection on your life. (laughs) If you talked to John G. Lake a hundred years ago, he would have told you that when the lightning of God hit him, it changed him in the inner man, Right? that he would now walk as a man, as a God-man. Come on, and then today we would go, I don't know, is that real true? I believe if you get enough of God in you, I believe if you allow enough of the Holy Spirit inside of you, that you begin to move in this place where God is doing something inside you, that you have perfect knowledge. Ready? The seven spirits, I talked about this the other night. The seven spirits of God begins to operate in your life because you get a revelatory download because the Spirit of God is resting on you. Well, whoever said it had to lift? (laughs) The Holy Spirit's supposed to be upon you and in you. That means, right? Go back to the tornadoes. Go back to the whirlwinds, right? God's trying to bring you up into Him and down. (laughs) Come on. And something's about to rest on your life. And you're bringing yourself up into it. But you got to let yourself go. Come on, Dorothy. you got to let yourself go. And get taken up. Because up there is where the doors open. And you see Jesus for who he is. And he begins to give you secrets and mysteries, things that were never spoken on the earth. He speaks to you from heaven. <laughs> and the desire of all nations is flowing through you. So as was spoken to me, you don't, to, you don't have to chase the nations. The nations will come to you. Oh, yeah, Isaiah prophesied that. We go chasing stuff and God's saying, I'm going to bring it to you. What does favor look like on your life? Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is the fullness of who He is? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him and the mastery of who He is living inside of you, now being revealed, unfolded, and manifested. For every one of us to experience. Every one of us to experience. Look at your neighbor, you are going to experience it talk him into it come on talk him right into it i'm telling you i'm telling you and really this thing that i was talking about right even isaiah 9 the government shall be upon his shoulders that's the church the governmental anointing coming on the church yes it was on jesus but it's coming to the church right to live in And the apostolic flow is coming. But it's coming like this. It's coming to to reveal, to be unfolded. The mysteries of of heaven so that you live in this place where things are unfolding. And you can see what's about to happen. You can sense. Don't you sense it? (laughs) You should. If not, I need to lay hands on you. You need to be able to sense what God's about to do. You need to be able to sense what he's doing right now in your life and thank him for it so that more comes. Because the spirit of God inside of you has expectation. (laughs) Why are you so excited? Because the king of glory is inside of me. Because the amazing one, he lives inside of me. I should be excited that he's coming. <laughs> you know, when God wants to open all these things to us, right? He just wants to begin. I just felt like even tonight when I was in prayer, I just saw him just opening, opening like treasures to us. Not so that we can go, wow, ooh, ah, so that we can go, wow, God, that's for me? It's not to get all high on a vision, because we get all jacked up on visions. No, it's for you. If he's showing it to you, it's for you. And so there's something that the Lord wants us to really unfold and and go after and don't be afraid to go after it and don't say, "I, I don't see, I can't see it, I can't sense it. No, you can. Just stop, wait. Allow Him to come in. Allow the weight of His presence to come if we just wait a minute. If we just wait. And what's the treasure? It's like this hope that everything's going to be all right. Come on. Everything's going to be all right. But even better than that, the greater one's coming to visit. And he's living inside of you and he wants to meet up with you because you got a piece of him inside of you. <laughs> and we don't understand this. Jesus attracts Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit inside you, it's like Jesus saying, I'm coming to get it. I just see this drawing and this wooing, and it's happening all over the room. And He's trying to draw us into a place where we don't ever, don't ever question it. I say it loud tonight, don't ever question it. He's trying to get a hold of us, and he's on a mission to find you, and he's not stopping until he gets you. thing is He wants every one of us to know this. He wants you to know it. He wants me to know it. He wants us to be sure of it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the assurance, the the unwaivable, unshakable, come on, knowing that He's going to do this. Faith is now. So when he wants to steward this, right, he wants, he wants us to be wise, right? Remember, if I, if I go through the Bible, right, and I even just look at Jesus, look at what he says about stewardship, and 90% of the time, sometimes he's talking about money, but he's, that's not even the principle. You understand? It's not about money. It's about stewarding him. It's about stewarding what he gives you. It's about stewarding what he gives us and drops on us, and then what are we going to do with it? We're just going to have a holy fit and be done with it? <laughs> Come on. I had a holy fit a couple weeks ago. No. He's doing this so that we, when God shows up and he begins to do all these wild things, some of it will be wild. Some of it will be crazy. Some of it will make our jaws drop and we won't even understand what, what he's doing. I'm talking about the miraculous breaking out, creative miracles breaking out. If it's happening overseas, it can happen here. I, I'm not, we're not stopping until it just begins to just manifest everywhere. And so it won't come unless you're hungry for it. It won't. Because you'll be kind of waiting for someone else to do it. Instead of your faith joining with mine, or your faith joining with someone else, or our faith, come on, engaging with what's happening in the moment, we're just waiting. We're like bystanders. We're like audience. God doesn't want the audience. Can you hear me? I mean, He wants to show us His mighty works, but He's looking for it to be a corporate anointing that flows. And it just blows up everything because it's going to be about people. All of a sudden, you're walking through the aisle. You see someone, you begin to lay hands on them, and all of a sudden, they rise up. Not about the guy with the microphone all the time. Amen. Not that, come on. Not that there's not anointings And I. Come on. And Brother Hogan, He come on. He's going to go get ready. Some shock and awe. We need a week to recover from that. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm excited. But he's no nonsense, and he's going to tell you the truth. And he's not afraid of any religious devils, he's not afraid of any devils. And you shouldn't be either. How are you gonna steward this? I don't know, I thought God was asking you that. You're gonna help me, right? Because it is. It's about doing it and making sure that when all of a sudden you're freaking out, come on, somebody, listen to me now. When we're panicking or, or, or God's challenging our hearts, because of something going on, and it can be good, bad, or indifferent. I'm telling you, God will always, uh, come on, he'll test the heart. He'll always test your heart. He'll test my heart. And if we can't handle the heart test, and we get easily offended, and all of a sudden things begin to, come on, it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. I'm not going back there, they're acting weird. And it doesn't have to be crazy weird, but it may. I can tell you if I go back to the greatest Great Awakening in the 1700s, it was crazy. You know them in their nice pouted wigs. <laughs> I would have liked to seen that. You know what I'm saying? So, what does it look like in our generation? And when he begins to lay his presence down, we have to just say, God, come stronger. Lord, we trust you. Hello. We trust you. We trust you in what you're doing right now in these moments. We trust what's about to be dropped on us in the next installment. Honestly, a few weeks ago, I'm like, God, I don't think whatever's happening right now in my body, I don't know if I can handle it. And I'm not like one of the manifestors. I'm, I'm like the cool, calm, collected guy. Not anymore, apparently. But do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I, it would like hurt. Have you ever had God, when the presence of God come on you, there it, it, it was pain involved? It's a good pain. Because God's doing something to prepare you for the next thing. And I'm not saying God's out to hurt us. I'm saying there's something in the spirit that when God's touching your body and it doesn't look like what you thought. (laughs) And your body's moving in ways you never thought. But when he's doing something deep inside you, I'm like, God, I don't... I'm like in this place, even when I when I have an angelic visitation. I'm like God. I don't know if I can handle this, but don't stop, God. When you're manifesting on my body like that, I I don't know. I can't handle anymore. Can you just stop? No, I don't mean that. More, Lord. <laughs> careful what we ask for, right? I'm not saying don't ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it abandonedly. Ask for it completely. Sold out. God can't. Finish my message. I want you to take the elements back, and I finish what I'm going to say, and then we'll take communion. Okay? Kind of awkward, but it's all right. I'm the master of awkward. Till I met Brandon. (laughs) I love that about. just come down the center and uh, depart up the up the aisles the side we do that'll just try and cause less traffic. Things I've been talking about tonight is desire, and really, how do we steward what's what God's doing in our midst? What do you? How do you steward a move of God in your own life? You desire more, and you give Him open access to whatever He wants, right? And so, just in communion tonight, I just want to just t- touch a couple things, and and then I'm just gonna read out of Luke chapter 22, verse 15. He says to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. What's he talking about? He's talking about coming back and his return. You know, Jesus is coming back. That's not changing. I don't have this mentality. All of a sudden, we're going to take over the earth. No, The king's coming. I do believe the kingdom of God is going to increase. And the water, like the anointing and the glory of God is going to cover the earth as the water covers the sea. But deep darkness will always be there. And the Holy Spirit wants us to just look at him and what he did for us says that he fervently desired to take the cup because he knew what he was about to do. He was about to give everything so that we could take everything. It just kills me, really. I can't even. He did it all so that we could have everything. And He said, take this and divide it amongst yourselves. I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom comes, the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and gave thanks and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise he took the cup after supper. And this he said, This is the, the cup of the covenant of my blood which I shed for you. So I just want to thank. See, the Bible, every time he talks about communion, it says that he, he took it and he broke it. That's how he gave his life for us. So that the king himself could come and live inside of us. There was no other way. So I'm talking about being a steward of the mystery of heaven. This is the mystery. He gave his life so he could come live inside of you. That he'd empower you to do everything that he did on the earth. So Father, we thank you for the bread. We thank you for the bread that was broken for us. We thank you for your body that was broken and bruised and shredded so that we'd have wholeness in all, every part of us, in our inner man in our flesh, and we thank you for that tonight, God. And we thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary. We thank you for the blood that made covenant with us. Even in these moments, we take this. We don't do this enough. I'm sorry. I'm guilty of it. It says that every time you come together, you're supposed to take communion. That's really how the church did it. Every time they gathered together, they took it. So, Lord, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for the covenant. We thank you for the covenant that makes us family, that we're in your kingdom and we're in life in you, God. And we thank you for this covenant that you've given to us. And we partake together in Jesus' name. The lad with the lunch. <laughs> Talk about stewardship. This kid comes with nothing, and there's a crowd of five thousand. And it's like, God, how how are we gonna do this? The, you know, the disciples were like, How are we gonna do this? How, we don't even this this is off the grid for us. How are you gonna feed him with a little lunch? And he took what that young man had and he's going to take what you have and he's going to break it and bless it and hand it do you understand what i'm saying principle of stewardship he takes what we have moses said i have nothing i don't even want to speak in front of men so many of us that could have excuses for we i only have this and god what are you going to do with that but the lord says give it to me and watch me multiply it watch abundance come out of what little you have lord i'm broken lord i haven't i haven't been able to function in life properly i haven't been able to do a lot of things in my life i don't think right i don't act right sometimes Come on, all of that it could be every one of us in this room. But he says, just give it to me and watch what I do with it. Because when his win, when he just begins to bless it, all he wants is his hand on it. And I'm telling you, when he touches something, it multiplies. When he touches a shriveled arm, I've got this is all I've got, God. <laughs> and he touches it and So we're just going to give him what we have tonight and watch what he does. I'm telling you, if you do it in the depths of your heart right now, right in these moments, God, I don't have, I don't know what I have. I have nothing. Just stand with me. Stewardship is just this, giving it to him, and he multiplies it. I said all these things. About desire, but we have to desire to give anything that we have just to Him. And He's going to break it and multiply it and inflate it. It's going to cover the whole earth. This is what He's doing with the church, right? Those who are hungry, those who are looking, those who are loyal, <laughs> those who are, are just saying, God, this is all I have. I just have this. So Lord, we give you our little right now. Because I've said it. Lord, what are going to do with this little place? How are you going to do? How is the promise going to come out of what this little place? So, Lord, we give you right now this place. We give you the little that we have. We give you everything that we have. Lord, that is it may be insignificant. It may be not enough for the greater picture, but what you're going to do is multiply it and do a miracle, a creative miracle, a miracle of multiplication. You're going to do it on my life with the little thing that I have. You're going to just begin to do it all over the room, and we're just going to see it happen all over the place. So, Father, we thank you tonight for changing and bringing us into this place of expansion. I thank you that the kingdom expands. I thank you that a little seed brings a whole lot, and so, Holy Spirit, we thank you for the small the little, for the insignificant tonight. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you do something incredible. We ask you that you release the kingdom. We ask you that you release the anointing on it, that we live in this place of abundance in the little. So just lift your hands up and just take and give it to That's it, because our hands are like this. I surrender it to you. And Lord, I got I can't do anything with this, but you can do everything with it. So I thank you, God. I thank you for everything you're gonna do in this place. Over every person in this place. I thank you, Lord. Nothing's impossible with you. I thank you, God. That there's a there's a there's a realm of acceleration that we're stepping into, even in these moments. There's a realm of acceleration we're stepping into. That Lord you begin to multiply things sporadically. We can't even see it happening, but you're doing it and you're changing and you're expanding things, Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you.